Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a guest today who I'll bring on here in just a moment. It's a single mom with three kids who's got a busy career job that she loves. She has no intention of of leaving that job. I actually asked for that today. She's like, no, I really like my job. I don't see me going full-time Amazon anytime soon. But we're talking about her business getting up to $50,000 a month is a reasonable goal that she set. She's at $30,000 a month right now, doing a great job. She's automated many aspects of it. She talks in very glowing terms today about our coaching program, about our Proven Replens VA program, which is where we train virtual assistants in the Philippines to work just for you, finding profitable inventory. She's using a couple of them today. We talk about how she pays them, what they do, what her roles are in this business. She's operating at around a 25, 26% net profit margin, which is phenomenal for a part-time job that takes less than around 15 to 20 hours a week or so at the max. That's a really cool business that she's built. We spend time talking about how she can get that up to 50,000, like I said, or even 100,000, some different creative strategies that she should consider. Uh, She's just very genuine, very upfront with matter of fact about the business, about how it's going. And I loved hearing her story kind of recap. The last time we had her on the show was about nine months ago, where she had built her business up to about $10,000 per month. And she was so excited and she came on. But due to the nature of the job that she has, she requested that we use first name only, audio only, which is a request that we're happy to accept for anyone who comes on the show. So people have jobs. They don't want to necessarily have their employer know that they're on our show. If that's you, you've got a great story to tell. We'd love to have you on and be happy to honor that request as well. But just another great person, like I said, from our community who's applying the proven Amazon course strategies that we teach. You've heard us talk to so many people on this podcast over the years, hundreds of episodes at this point. And if you want to see hundreds more people who haven't been on the show yet talking about this business, the good, the bad, the ugly, celebrations, the challenges of building a business on Amazon, well, you should be jumping into our free Facebook community. There's a link at silentgym.com to that Facebook community. There's over 70,000 members in there as I'm recording this. And we've got a whole bunch of tagged posts from sellers who are talking about the progress they're making in their business. And these are real people that you can meet, talk to, see the results that they're getting, can maybe build a relationship. We have ways that you can find out who lives near you in our Facebook group. With 70,000 members, odds are there's somebody in your vicinity that you can go hang out with. And iron sharpens iron, build some relationships and be encouraged by their story. One thing before I bring our guest today, Amy, onto the screen with me, or actually onto the audio, because again, we're audio only today, is I would appreciate a small favor if you've got a couple moments to go to iTunes. Maybe you're listening on iTunes, which is the most popular podcast listening platform. That's where most of our listeners come from. If you haven't subscribed to this show, clicked to follow this show, so that it shows up in your daily feed. Well, we'd sure appreciate you doing that. That helps boost us in the ranking, helps ensure you don't miss an episode. And it would be very appreciated by our team because we have a $0 marketing budget for this show. So you subscribing actually really helps spread the word on the type of stories that we love to tell on this show. So thanks for being a part, the best part of this podcast. I'm going to get our guest, Amy, on the line and get an update from her 
right now. So Amy, welcome back to the program. I am glad to be here. Good to have you back. I'm excited to hear what's happened since we spoke last and uh, just share a little bit more of your story. Get us up to speed, maybe a recap and get us up to speed. So the last time I was on, I believe it was in January of 2022. And that was just, I believe I had been doing the business for about three to four months. And I actually, the reason why I got on was because I ended up hitting uh, my first 10,000 in sales. Then it was sort of, you know, it was a milestone. And then um, I was asked to be on because of the milestone and how quickly I had hit that milestone. Yeah. So back, I guess that was in January, 2022. And then we are mid-September for reference of the same year. Yeah. So it's been nine months. And since then, I guess a few months ago, I ended up hitting 30,000 in sales per month. For a rolling 30. Yes. Yeah. And then, but I didn't, I didn't really announce it because I thought it was too good to be true. And (laughs) so I just sort of kept it on the down low. And I was like, oh, you know, it can't be that consistent. And one month, you know, it did drop down to like in the mid 20s. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I was just lucky, you know. And then, but then it slowly went back up to 30 and it stayed at 30 for the past few months, like probably three months now. And I was talking to Kyle Curtis and he was like, oh, you should be, you should go back on the show. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. Why not? Yeah. Well, we, we love to hear the stories, you know, the, the struggle stories, the success stories, there's always a lot of hard work and dedication to the process and not everything goes perfectly as you well know. But yeah. when it does work and when someone's succeeding, man, we love hearing those stories and getting those updates. Uh, and you're certainly a, a testament to what can happen if you if you stay at it. So remind me again, I don't remember. Uh, it's been since January since I heard these details. How much time are you putting in per week? Because you have a full-time job, correct? Right. So this is a side thing for you. Talk us through that a little bit. Yeah. So I work at my full-time job 40 plus hours a week. And when we first started, we were teleworking, which was great. You know, so I had a little bit more flexibility, but then we ended up having to go back to the office. So it's basically 40 hours in the office, Monday through Friday. Plus commute time. How far away? What's your commute time like? Oh, (laughs) my commute's like one mile. Oh, so you're good there. Yeah. And we've I'm had people good. on the show like an hour or two hours a day in the car. <laughs> yeah. No, no. My commute, I, I don't like driving. So commute's very short. But nice. you got that going for you for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, like I work a lot of off hours as well for my full-time jobs. So it ends up taking up a lot of my time. But with the Amazon business, it ended up like I would say like at the beginning, I spent a good maybe 10 to 20 hours a week, lots of evenings every weekend. My house was a disaster. It was a huge mess. It was a warehouse, basically. My kids were just accustomed to seeing all these boxes. I remember my front porch, sometimes the whole front porch was filled with boxes. And then it was just such a mess. It was so disgusting. I was... I'm just grossed out by boxes now, but um, <laughs> yeah, but um, I ended up like once we started to like 
where I wasn't home as much, I ended up like having to streamline my business where I ended up finding two prep centers. So I'm using prep centers and I have VAs that help with my sourcing. And so for me personally, I probably work about like two hours a day on average. And that's very loose because some days I'll skip a day or two, especially I'm a single mom of three plus a fur baby. So some days, like some weeks, I I might skip like three or four days where I don't do anything. And so loosely, I would say an hour to two a day. Yeah. Yeah. So a busy week for you would be 20 hours or so, let's say, on your Amazon business. That would be like the, the peak. The peak. Yeah. 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 yeah, more realistically, more like fifteen hours or so a week. Yeah, or for yeah. what is now running, are you st- are you staying pretty consistent at thirty thousand a month in sales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty awesome. consistent. Yeah. That's great. Good for you. Well done. As a single mom, that's pretty incredible. Okay, thanks. <laughs> it, I'm just I'm blown away. I really oh, am. I've I've done a few interviews over the years. A good handful. I'd say ten or fifteen of the five hundred episodes, maybe more uh-huh. than that. Or with single moms, and I'm always just sitting here trying to put myself in your shoes, and I just can't. I can't make the the leap. Like, what's that like? And uh, this impresses me. It really does. You've got to be a multitasker. Unlike <laughs> there's something inside moms that I just can't come up with internally. Uh, like, how do you do that? So, yeah, you just do it. You just make it work. Do what has to be done, right? That's what yeah. loving parents do, but. Good for you. Seriously. Congratulations. Thank you. uh, So those, well, let's go back because you said you were filling your house with boxes. So I guess I'm going to paint a picture. You tell me if I'm right. I seem Uh to remember you were ordering online, product comes to your house, you're prepping it yourself, boxing it up again, sending it out. So you had like everything in your own home and moved away from that model. It sounds like you're still doing most of your shopping online, correct? Yeah, it's all online. But it's going to a prep center instead of your front porch. Yes. Yeah. I'm antisocial. I don't like stores. So right. So you don't do any retail sourcing. No, I don't do any retail arbitrage. Everything's online. Right. And everything goes to my uh, the two prep centers that I'm using. Right. And for those who don't know, we've got prepcenternetwork.com. It's a free list of all the prep centers that we're aware of. If you know of one that's not on the list, let us know. Prepcenternetwork.com. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, like I always do for the listeners. Uh, yeah, and I actually found I found them the two prep centers on that list. Did you? Good. Good. Yeah. So should I share which ones I use? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, I mean, because yeah. they've all got their different parameters and and sometimes okay. they take new sellers, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're taking on new accounts, sometimes they aren't. But. Yeah. So I the first one. I think when I first started, I was like, oh, you know, I heard about because I live in California and taxes are ridiculous. So I really wanted a place where there's no taxes. And so I found one in Oregon that's just amazing. And it's I think it's it's a little bit more pricey. It's Pacific Prep, but they're they do a great job, but it's like super I just love how I don't have to pay taxes. And that's just that's it. Oregon's a sales tax free state. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. How did I not know that? I thought I had them all. Oh no, no. Oregon, definitely. Beautiful. Okay. Well that's good to know. And for those who don't know, and this isn't necessarily tax advice, talk to your accountant, but if you order stuff online and you have it shipped to your house in a state that has a sales tax, you're going to pay your local state sales taxes on that item. It comes to your house in California, like with Amy, she's paying the California state sales tax. If you ship it to Oregon, you don't pay that. 
and you think, oh, that's a, that's a huge advantage. And it kind of, it kind of is, it really is. But even those state sales taxes that you pay in California, your accountant will tell you, hey, track it. It's actually can be credited back to you. You can apply for, you know, the, and you get the same credit in the end, but you got to track it. So the convenience of not having to track it is really what we're talking about for the vast majority of sellers, if not all sellers in the US. That's what it comes down to. But it is very convenient. And some people say, I, I basically I pay for my prep. I'm saving, you know, one to five dollars per shipment that pays for the prep uh, on that shipment. So, you know, one to five dollars per unit or whatever it happens to be, whatever the math is on your percent for your state. But yeah, so I just wanted to make sure and explain to folks what that means because there's some great prep centers in states that do have sales taxes. And many of them will actually even help you track that and, and help you get that report put together for you so you can get your money back from the state. Because if you're buying something to resell, you don't pay sales taxes on it in any state that I'm aware of. Yeah. But anyway, there's that little yeah. side nugget of training. But so you've got two prep centers. You mentioned um, and then I'm one using in Oregon. One. Where's, where's your other one? Using one in Virginia. And I figured someone referred... East Coast and West Coast too. So you maybe save some shipping from time to time? Yes. Mm -hmm. Different products to different locations and then hoping to branch out on sales as well for the different areas. That's a good strategy. So are you split down the middle? You had about half your inventory going to one, half to the other? Or is it at 80? Yeah. Um, Well, because I've been with the one in Oregon for like since I'd say like January, February. Mm-hmm. So most go, still goes there, but then I would say I'm at 60-40 now with the yeah. one in Virginia. Yeah. I hear yeah. a lot of people that do kind of split it up because if one of your prep centers has a challenge or they get a little behind, right. you still got, you've kind of hedged your bets. There's no reason not to use a few different prep centers. And right. for those who don't know, one of the other creative solutions, this is me just brainstorming out loud with the listeners today, Amy, is you could uh-huh. use a neighbor across the street and have the same effect in a lot of cases. Right. Did the single mom lives across the street, has like some extra time, teach them how to do it, have it all sent to your house, but she picks it up off your porch every day. Right. So there's many creative solutions to getting the boxes out of your own house. Yeah. I use, I did you're that, profitable. I did that at the beginning as well. I had an employee that she would actually prep at my house mm-hmm. and she would do all the work. And so that I didn't have to do it just, and that helped quite a bit as well. Right. So let's talk to the rest of your business. You're ordering products online. And so you said you work an hour or two a day, you know, yeah. 15 to 20 a week on average and at a nice profit margin. Uh, yeah, about 68% right now. Yeah, that's your ROI. Oh, ROI, yeah. And then I'd say like 20 something, like 26% nice. probably yeah. of profit. Okay, so on, you know, we're talking putting... Six to seven thousand dollars a month in the bank net profit after everything. Don't said say it that too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why is that? Just because. Oh, I got I you. Don't like, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's just doing the math. You know, thirty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Twenty-six. You know, net profit margin. Yeah. There's other expenses that go in there. If you buy a computer, that cuts in your net margin, you know, that sort of thing. But just on average, those are just the round numbers. And, you know, we're honoring your request to keep you anonymous today because of the nature of the work you do in jobs. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, And we get a good handful of people that want to stay fairly anonymous. So it's something we're used to doing. But those are just the round numbers. You know, is it is it typical? Is it average? Is it, it something everyone can expect? No, it takes a lot of hard work to get to this point. 
you know, and, and you've had yeah. to do a lot of hard work to get to yeah. this point. Um, but that's a great side gig. Oh, yeah. Mama three. Yeah, definitely. Great yeah. work. Yeah. The kids like it. Oh, do they help? Anyway? Well, no, they like the perks of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Do you see yourself ever making a transition to doing this? No, full-time? probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I don't yeah. think, I think it's running well as it is. Yeah. And there's no reason to to change that. It fits very yeah. well into your lifestyle. And so do you work it typically in the evenings? Yeah. Or early morning. It depends on my mood. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, that's what I really like about it because it's really up to me where right. I don't have to decide, you know, it's not like, oh, you have to report at 9 a.m. and then do those two hours at, from 9 to 11. I just mm-hmm. do it yeah. whenever I see fit. So you don't really have you sound like a, a bit like me, you know, we've had students come through our community and coaches who are very regimented and like Monday is a day where I do X, Y, and Z. And then Tuesday at from nine to 11, I do A, B, and C. Like, I'm not that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more like, what needs attention? Take care of that. What sounds interesting today? Let's do that next. And are you more like that personality style of, yeah, yeah. What am I in the mood for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't really. If I wake up and I'm like, oh, I should, maybe I'll do that. And then, but if I have a set schedule, then I won't follow through. So I just go as, as, you know, whatever comes up. You've learned to be flexible with three kids. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And what are their ages? I have a nine-year-old and two seven-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Are they little helpers or are they little troublemakers? <laughs> you know, they're they're pretty helpful. Yeah. Yeah, especially my oldest because she was a pretty much a little mom because of right. the twins. She had to like really take help me with them. Yeah. The the oldest child being a female means you get a second mom in most circumstances, yeah. from what I've heard. Yeah. Now in our case, our our only girl is our youngest. So she's the princess and she kind of rules. Oh yeah. <laughs> With an iron fist even at times. But yeah. you know, never never really a second mom role, you know, because she's just had big brothers taking care of her, getting her, you know, like, hey, someone make me a sandwich. Okay, three brothers scramble to go do it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, having that second mom, I'm sure has helped. But well, let's talk through the, the reality, the routine to the degree that it exists of like what do you do in a week? Are you the one you mentioned you're using a virtual assistant? Proven replensva.com is where you went. You mentioned Kyle Curtis. He runs that program for us. We'll stick a link in the show notes. PRV, we call it. Proven Replens VA. Uh, so, but what is your routine to the extent um, that it exists? I guess... So I have two VAs right now. And then they source for me Monday through Friday. And they, they basically just find products based on the parameters that I set for them. And they send me the list every day. They're in the Philippines, so it's you know the time's a little different. But by Thursday, I have five days worth of replants, and each day it ranges from like eight to ten new replants. So that's quite a few. So basically, every day I get those, and I guess if I'm working on a daily basis, I would go, I would get those replants, and then I would shop. I'd open up the spreadsheet and then I would purchase however many, you know, based on like the numbers, I'll just purchase whatever's on the list. 
Right. And so they found you specific ASINs and you go and research. Do you verify then and check the data or do you have you gotten to the point where you just kind of trust that oh, no. they've hit it? No, I always check. Yeah, I am good. that's for a while I stopped, but you know, they're humans as well. We're all humans. Sure. There's yeah. always some errors. Right. And so I still like check. But at this point, you know, I could go through the list of eight to ten within like 30 minutes and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And that's that's including doing the looking at them and making my purchases and putting the listings into the prep center's spreadsheets as well. Right. So they know what's coming in the quantities. And yeah. Coming. Yeah. What categories are you mainly selling? Uh, in? It varies. You know, I was, you know, as when we first start, because I did the coaching program as well. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. So, you know, like we're taught to do groceries, you know, that's pretty much the most guaranteed category of that sells. But then as time has gone on, I've really gone on and I do more toys. I do lots of cosmetics. I do pets, food. I do video games, board games. Pretty random mix. Yeah, just like really tools. Yeah. Stuff I don't even know what yeah. what they are, and exactly like okay, I'll buy it, and I just send it in. I don't even know what it is. And the numbers are good. Yeah, the numbers are really good. Yeah, and sometimes like they'll find stuff where the ROI is like it's like four hundred percent. I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna buy as <laughs> like a hundred of these. <laughs> What's the deepest you go when you first test an ace? And now, how deep do you go typically? You mean how many I purchased? Yeah, how many units? Oh, so yeah, I was just talking to my friend that does this as well. And she was saying how she only buys one or two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, but that's such a waste of time to me because I'm like, you know, like time is money. And I just want, like, I buy, I usually buy the max mm-hmm. you know, or like a lucky number that I feel is lucky based on my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're confident enough like, in the process. Do you ever get burned? Let's say out of the last 50 ASINs you've bought a good quantity of, like more than 20 as your first initial purchase. Because typically we do advise, you know, buy a handful and see how it goes. Sometimes you, the numbers are a little misleading and it moves a little slower than you thought. Other times the numbers didn't look that great and you send in five units and they sell as soon as they hit. Like, right. Well, <laughs> I'm on a winner here and yeah. keep a, is missing a data point somewhere, perhaps. Yeah. We'll get back to the program in just a moment, but I need to tell you about one of the latest great sponsors of this community. I'm talking about Seller Snap. They have a repricing tool that they showed off at our recent conference in Louisville, and people are really loving it. If you've got other sellers sharing the buy box with you on some of your listings on Amazon, a repricer can be the advantage you need to win the sale more often. SellerSnap is unique in that they offer an artificial intelligence-powered game theory repricer tool. Pretty cool stuff. They're giving our community 20% off for three months to check it out. If you're not using a repricer yet and you've got a lot of inventory that you're starting to sell on Amazon, this could really change your business. Again, check out SellerSnap. Here's the website. Go to jimc.biz slash snap to get the 20% off for three months. 
That link again, jimc.biz slash snap. That link will be in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get back to the show. Other times the numbers didn't look that great and you send in five units and they sell as soon as they hit. Like, right. Well, <laughs> I'm on a winner here and yeah. keep a is missing a data point somewhere, perhaps. Yeah. So just talk me through. Have you been burned? Do you have 50 units of something sitting there going, oh man, I shouldn't have bought this? No, I don't I probably don't have 50 units just sitting there. I've been burned where I've had like IP complaints mm-hmm. and I've had, you know, to have the items shipped back to me. But then I buy from stores where the return policy is pretty lenient and then I've been able to return stuff and just recoup Mm -hmm. what do you sell any on eBay or just pretty much try to return recoup I just return and recoup yeah Yeah. fantastic so you don't have a little death pile in your garage of stuff you just can't do anything with no No? I can't stand I can't stand clutter (laughs) good for you that's great you've really got this dialed in so your two VAs between the two of them are finding between eight to 10 a day of new replens and you're doing the shopping. Any plans to offload that duty onto someone else and get them trained up to speed? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like one of the VAs I was actually thinking of giving my credit card to. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, uh, I don't really feel comfortable with that. Not yet, yet, but maybe over time. Yeah, I don't know. That seems risky. Sure. Yeah, I get it. But over time, you know, that's that's the nature of expanding your business is trusting. Yeah. And giving people the ability to actually do damage. I mean, that's what trust is, is I've let you in to where you could do damage. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. and that takes time, you know, yeah, consistency definitely. over time. But yeah. it really truly is rare. I mean, I've been I've been doing even before the Amazon, I was doing the eBay thing and the using Filipino virtual assistance has been a thing in my life a reality for easily 15 plus years. And I just am unaware of the scenarios where a trustworthy, reliable worker, now sometimes they'll quit unexpectedly. Of course, that's human nature. But to take full advantage of their employer and like run up a credit card bill, which if someone does unauthorized spending, you call your credit card company and say, hey, that was a rogue employee. Right. And it's all instantly credited back to you anyway. And you fire them and that's unfortunate. But the level of damage they could actually do is fairly minimal. And it's very unlikely as well if it's someone that is relying on you paying them for their sustenance, right? Right. Uh, so right. yeah, I just encourage you something to explore. And it doesn't have to be someone in the Philippines. It could be someone, you know, that you pay 15 bucks an hour here domestically and put oh, them in charge. So money. <laughs> you know, but yeah. if it completely frees up your time, right, that becomes pretty valuable buying back your time. And then you can expand, grow, do other things, but you've got an automated system. You've got an asset. It's a sellable asset at that point that you uh-huh. can apply a monetary value to. It's, it's a turnkey. You can put someone else in charge, right? Right. Just dreaming forward with you, not pressure. Yeah. There's no sense of urgency on doing these things, obviously. Uh-huh. You've got a great system. Um, yeah. But you know, if you're sick for three months or life changes, you still got a viable operating system at that point, right? Right. Exactly. Worth considering. Well, you mentioned you did coaching, and we probably talked about this last time, but that was nine months ago and a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> so yeah. remind me 
how'd that go? And what do you think of, of the program? What would you say to folks who are considering the coaching, the virtual assistant program, just in general, just talk to what we have to offer around here with transparency, no need to sugarcoat anything. Just what's that journey been like? I think it's great. Like I think for a new seller, which I was, I think the coaching was invaluable because Amazon's very, very scary. And just, I remember just opening my account was just, I was so overwhelmed. It's so, intimidating, isn't it? It is. It is. And with coaching, like when you're a new seller, definitely, like that's definitely something that's like, you can't, it's worth more than what I paid for. So definitely worth it. And yeah, like it was great having like the two coaches, the reactive and the proactive coaches. Right. And it was just like, yeah, like constantly having the support was great. And even uh, now, like, like I, I rarely ever contact them, but if I do, like they just answer right away. Yeah. Once a student, always a student is one of our mottos around here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Having done this for 18 years, that's a fairly significant commitment, but we've we've stuck with it. And I'm, yeah. I'm very proud of the fact that we have uh because what we've what we've learned Amy is the great students who are who are the people that you treat with professionalism and respect and care and you know you love them and you pour uh-huh. into them and they begin to succeed, they end up delivering so much more value back into the organization than what you poured into them right. in one way or another either right. a great testimonial or they become a coach or they do a presentation at an event and they kind of become a, a celebrity in the community almost of like, oh, wow, that person, I just love how they present and their ideas and I want to be like them. Yeah, the, yeah. The fact that we poured more than they invested, well, it comes back in big ways for us and in, in momentum right. and, and great stories like this. You know, having a long line of people willing to say great things like you're sharing today, that's invaluable, right? So it was yeah. a great investment for us to continue serving you well past the point of the expiration of whatever the coaching contract was. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. The VA programs just, I can't even say enough good things about the VA program. That's like taking the business to the next level because I don't think I could do it without the VAs Mm -hmm. and how Kyle runs it. It's just like, it's great. He's all full transparency at the beginning, I got two VAs that weren't so great. And I was like, ah, I just, I was like so frustrated because they just couldn't get it right. There were just constant problems. And then I just went, I went to Kyle and I was like, you know, it's not working out. Like, and then he was at first, you know, like, he's like, okay, let me first retrain them. And then I was like, okay, cool. You know, like, that's cool. I don't have to train them. I don't have to do anything really. I just, tell Kyle and he takes care of it. I'm like, okay, cool. And then after that, still like it didn't, it just didn't click. And I think some people, it's just, it's not so easy doing the sourcing. I mean, it's it's not easy. I I know, like I did it. And that's why I use VAs. And yeah, like, so it's understandable. It's just not for everyone. And then so like right away, he just replaces them with another VA. And I'm just like, where else can you get that? Like if I'm trying to find another, like if I fire an employee myself and I have to retrain another employee and that's just time and effort and energy and money that I just don't want to bother with. So yeah, like the program's just, it's really great. 
Well, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we've had we've served over 300 clients at this point, you being one of them. And yeah. we committed early on. It took Kyle about a year to convince me this program was viable. And I I'd send him some, you know, some guinea pigs basically to kind of go through the process and yeah. watching the feedback. And we've had other people approach us with different virtual assistant programs and things. Um, but to my knowledge, we're the old, still the only ones in the industry that assigns a virtual assistant to work only for you. So we train them and then they go to work for you and you pay them. Is it $4 an hour for your two VAs? Yeah, I gave one a raise a few months ago because I've been with him for, I mean, he's been with me for a while. So right, good. Um, paying him five now. Yeah, so. which is huge. You know, that's yeah. the equivalent of, it spends equivalent of like an $80,000 a year income in the US at five bucks an hour. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's a good career for him. Is it? Yeah. Are they both full time? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for four dollars an hour, for a total of eight dollars an hour, you get two VAs supplying you a steady stream of eight to ten winning products per day, and yeah, and running a very profitable operation. It's a win-win-win all the way around, and it right. just uh, I'm in admiration of this community and the creativity and the ideas and the concepts that have floated and the reality that it allows you to have of a very flexible side job, which you can scale even more if you wanted to. Right. It's a matter of trusting somebody with that credit card. That's the only little hill you got to kind of climb. And there's creative ways to do that um, to the point where, you know, this, this, and there's no reason, what do you, you know, let me just ask you this. I was going to start to think through some numbers out loud, but you tell me like, how big do you think this could get? Yeah, that's the thing I was actually going to ask you about because I really want to scale to about 50,000 a month. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how do I get there? Mm-hmm. Well, I could give you some ideas. You want to kick it yeah. around a little bit? Yeah. Because I think you can get to That's six true. figures a month. There, there's not that much. The journey from zero to 10 uh-huh. was as hard as it gets. Would you agree okay. with that? The journey from 10 to yeah. 30 was a little easier climb, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The climb from 30 to 50 is a couple little procedural changes. Okay. Okay. Then the journey from 50 to 100, again, a few procedural changes, mindset changes, leadership type. It's more working on you than techniques and strategies. It's like uh, okay. mindset. It's a commitment to saying, am I truly the only person that could be doing what I'm doing right now? And if the right. answer is no, which yeah. it's going to be no every time. Of course, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, in some cases, in, in some careers, that's not true. Right. You know, if, if you're a famous artist, people want to know that you're the one that painted the painting. You are the one that has to do that part, right? Right. But this isn't that. You're playing roles that you could easily step away and put someone else in place of. So the, the way you start to see some bigger numbers, just scaling out the replins only, the model you've got now, another virtual assistant, okay. one or two people doing the buying, right? I mean, the numbers work. So yeah. that's the simple answer that gets you to 50. You add another VA, you're at 50, right? Makes sense. But you can start to get into branded bundles too, which changes the churn of the model a little bit. Right. I would suggest you study the provenbrandbuilding.com module. It's one of the the modules that's in the proven Amazon course, which Uh you've got access to. But you start building out these branded bundles. Now Uh you're sitting on ASINs listings that belong only to you. Your margins are steady and Uh you you can use the same prep centers. You don't have to fill your house up with with product. But I would think that would be a good next step for you to investigate proven brand building. Uh 
Because it's just, there's another level of stability there. So the bigger numbers don't mean more work. Okay. They don't mean bigger bills. It's, and prep centers love getting 500 units of the exact same thing over and over again, instead of you know 10 of this, 20 of that, 30 of this, right? right. Your prices are going to drop in the prep center too. You can okay. negotiate that. Are you familiar with the concept of the branded bundles? Do you know what I'm talking about there? Not really. Okay, let me talk through it for your sake and for the listener's sake as well. So if you go to provenbrandbuilding.com, it used to be a standalone course that we sold separately. Now it's, again, one of the dozens of modules inside the Proven Amazon course collection. And the basic premise is this. You can get a branded box. Just imagine a box with whatever brand you come up with. We help you with that part if you'd like. We've got a service called Humminbird. Make myself a note here to write that down. They can help you with the brand registry, the trademark, mark, all that. Now you've got your own brand, logo, font, nice looking. You got a box. Mm-hmm. Put whatever you want in that box for the most part. It's got to be products you're approved to sell on Amazon. So people think, oh, I can sell whatever I want. Even if I'm not allowed to sell it as a seller, I can put it in my bundle box. And now I am mm-hmm. allowed to sell it. No, you've got to be approved to sell the products that go in there. But you could have like, you mentioned, I'm just going to creatively brainstorm with you for a minute. You mentioned you're selling some pet foods. Uh-huh. Well, let's say like the three or four favorite dog treats that you sell from different brands. Now you've got a, a dog treat gift pack, right? For, for the yeah. dog owner and you try out some new treats kind of thing. And you get the same four different brands in there every time, but it's in your branded box. So no one else can copy that. No one else can sell against that ASIN, I should say. Uh, you don't have your branded box and you can put things in there that are branded only to you, a branded, you know, like a refrigerator magnet or something that you know, adds a little bit of value to the bundle. It's got your brand on it. Maybe you have a little website or something. Do you see where we're going where you're no longer selling right alongside a bunch of other sellers on the same listings? Right. Lucrative. That's the replens model, right? It's, it's phenomenal. But you start to set yourself aside. Okay. Having your own branded, trademarked bundle without Uh inventing any new products. You're just putting other people's branded products in your box. Okay. And once it has momentum, we've got, we just brought on a new coach. I talked to him last week. He'll be on the podcast soon, somewhere around this episode, who's doing about six figures a month. And his conversation with me was, Amy, was, was awesome. He's like, I've got a lot of extra time on my hands now. My team's handling everything. Like I, I'm, I'm not doing anything in my business. Uh-huh. I'm selling a bunch of branded bundles, six figures a month worth of branded bundles, very nice profit margins. Prep Centers handles all the work. Like I want to start doing some coaching, I think, because I know this stuff and I got plenty of time on my hands. <laughs> like, right. That's pretty cool, right? So yeah. those are some of the... That's the vision of the next levels for your business. Keep doing okay. what you're doing. Absolutely. You've got a winning model. Uh-huh. But free up your time a little bit start exploring the proven brand building module. Okay. I think that would be my next, you know, because you don't strike me as someone who wants to go out and necessarily start doing some consulting and having a bunch of clients. No, no, you don't have time for that. You want more stuff that you can kind of launch and it just kind of runs and you monitor the team that's doing the work. And that would be a good solution for you. Okay. Right. It's not getting on the phone, building a lot of new relationships. You'd be working a little bit more with our team. People you already know, like, and trust on the Humminbird uh-huh. team, names okay. you recognize. That's probably the way to go. And that gets you, the two tips I've given you, that gets you to 50 and then to 100 within you know, a year, 18 months. Okay. To where you've got it 
it, and you've got a sellable brand. You can okay. sell that brand to somebody who makes you a nice offer. Now they own those ASINs and you step away. <laughs> Get it, you, know, you, you can't do that with the Easter egg hunt model of selling a bunch of random widgets. You right. can do it once you've got a brand. Right. Wow. Any questions on any of that? Is that... Sound? I guess like at the beginning, because you know we always base things on the Keepa chart, mm-hmm. but when you're creating a brand, there's no history. No history. Mm-hmm. So... Would you test just, small? You would test. Yeah, you test small. You do a few creative things to get a little momentum. See if it catches on. You're leveraging the power of the brand names that are going in your box. You got to do that the right way. You okay. Don't just jump blindly and think, oh, I can put Purina as my description. Yay! No, you've got to. It's got to be. I think the rule of thumb we're going by right now is the first six words in your description, your primary title for the listing. None of those can be brand name keywords that you don't own. It's kind of, okay. you can tuck it in at the end, but if you tuck it into the beginning, Amazon gets a little nervous on you and brands get nervous uh-huh. and you got to make sure you spell it right. And you recognize the trademarks of the brands you're including. It's got to be your own pictures. You can't just go to their website and grab a picture, a nice looking dog playing with a Purina chew toy. You know, you, you can't, no, no, you can't use that. You've got to get your okay. own pictures, right? So that's the stuff we teach you in the course is how okay. to navigate that. But then you do get the power of that brand kind of helping move your brand forward when done the right way. Uh, okay. But there's some things to learn. I don't just yeah. I don't encourage anyone just to go out and you know buy a stamp with their name on it and put it on a box and fill right. it with a bunch of brands you're not allowed to sell. There's right. a lot of ways to do it wrong and you can get yourself yeah. in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I could imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why we built a whole course around it. But it'd be time well spent. Okay. Uh, and you do have to get a new listing, some momentum. Sometimes it just takes off on its own though. It's incredible. Okay. You test enough, one of them is just going to take off. So you don't create 50 of these boxes. You create two or three, send it in, try okay. to get some momentum, maybe do a few paid ads, maybe yeah. find a Facebook group, make a special offer in there and say, hey guys, go check out my new listing on Amazon. Let me know what you think, right? Your yeah. Pet lover Facebook group. A little, you can get fun with how you kind of promote, but once it's got momentum, then it can take on a life of its own very quickly. Right, right. That sounds exciting. That's like a fun little project. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've got plenty of people doing, taking that approach. A lot of our most successful replens sellers, as they start to kind of settle into the routine and realize how automatable this whole thing is, and they're no longer doing the day-to-day tasks, and they say, what's next? That's where we're shuffling them right now. It's like, hey, check this out. And they're starting to have some fun with that model. It's kind of the next step up. Okay. Cool. Well, what are the questions you got from anything else along those lines or anything that I've gone over with you? I have something off topic that I wanted to ask you about, actually. I love it. Do you? Out of the cold. Okay. So just say you've been selling something for, I don't know, a month or two, and then you end up deciding to buy a hundred of this one item because it's been selling so amazingly. Right. And then you send it in. And out of nowhere, Amazon jumps on the listing. Right. What do you do? Well, let me revisit the 100 number before we talk about Amazon. I know. It's, I'm exaggerating. I know, for sure. I get it. But if you're following the replen system, you're never buying more than a month or two I worth know. of inventory. Okay. So that 100 represents, as long as we're saying it represents a month or two worth of what you were hoping to sell. Right. Just wanted to clarify that for everybody who's thinking through the example with us, which isn't very many listings that you'll be on as a replen seller. Typically, you're going to see 
5, 10, 15, 20, like some of our hottest sellers, one a day is, is kind of smoking, right? Like it's rare that we have something that sells multiple times per day as a great replin. But even all of that, if Amazon steps in, I don't worry at all until they've been on it for about a month solid, just destroying everybody else. And okay. let's think about let's think about Amazon from a, you know, I have to go a little philosophical to answer this question too. Make sure we're thinking about, you know, we got the the whole table clear in front of us of of what this topic involves. Because a lot of people, their first reaction is very emotional. Like, oh, that's why I can't stand Amazon. Anytime I get something that's got momentum, they come in and they cut the price in half. Oh, I'm so mad at Amazon. Well, think of it this way. If Amazon wasn't offering the vast majority of the most popular products at really attractive prices, people wouldn't be shopping there in droves. So they've built all these loss leaders in to the system. You familiar with the term loss leader, Amy? Yeah. In retail, right? So all these prices, but they're not making any profit on it. No one is. But the right. customers are thrilled because that's the same price they'd have to pay if they got in their car and drove four hours to a store You know, that's not in their city. And, and it's the same price on the shelf there. And they can just push a button and get it on their front porch an hour from now for the same price. That's what keeps customers coming back. So Amazon has an obligation and a commitment on the most popular products to provide that service. Now, the good news for us as sellers is they're able to do that on maybe 30% of the ASINs they'd like to be able to do it on. (laughs) They just can't. As big as they are, I've heard it from senior executives at Amazon. We cannot hire enough shoppers to keep up with the demand for the most in-demand products that we sell. We rely on the third-party seller marketplace very heavily. We're a huge percentage of that. So when Amazon does do the sniff test on an ASIN and they look and go, wow, a lot of people are buying this, we should probably call the manufacturer and order 5,000 units right now and sell them at cost to stay competitive. They're not doing that to destroy the third-party sellers. They're doing it to keep the shoppers coming. But you can expect that kind of activity from time to time. The good news is every day, there's hundreds of thousands or maybe even millions of ASINs that open up where Amazon has kind of stepped back and go, okay, this was really hot six months ago, but it's not hot enough for us to justify ordering another 10,000 units. We're stepping back. Third-party marketplace, you guys got this one. That's okay. so opening up. For everyone that shuts down, there's 10 that open up. So okay. the game really is, as you've experienced, there's a reason you're finding new replants, eight to 10 a day, right? Well, let's okay. say you're finding eight to 10 a day. So in a week, you know, you've got your 40 to 60 new ASINs. We all know within a month, those 40 or 60, five or 10 of them are going to start to slide on you. Yeah, definitely. And five to 10 of them are just going to be beautiful for the next eight months or maybe two years. But that's the game. So you're always moving in and moving out of ASINs. You're never overcommitting to any of them. You're going where the demand is outpacing the supply, underserved ASINs. You're jumping in and you've built uh-huh. a system to do that. Right? Okay. So it should yeah. come as no surprise. Yeah. I'll say it this way, Amy. If Amazon became the place where Amazon never competed with third-party sellers, it would also become the place where nobody ever shopped anymore. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Right? Yeah. Like, why would I go pay four times the price of this that I could go to Walmart and buy this item? Like, and that's the, that's the same on everything. What keeps yeah. customers coming back right now is 60, 70% of the time, it, they're pretty price competitive. Right. But on right. the stuff that I got to have right now and I don't care what the price is, 
I'm going to throw that in the cart too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my answer. You okay. keep finding new ASINs. You move on. You take your lumps. You find someone who sells on eBay and say, hey, I'm recalling 100 units of this. Make me an offer. <laughs> right. Okay. Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. You got a, you know, you have a community yard sale. Here comes the inventory into the driveway. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. you, but you don't overcommit. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. Long answer. I'm good at giving long answers, but I like to think about it from every angle possible. So I'm as thorough as possible. So people can listen to it again and learn some valuable lessons, maybe things yeah. they haven't heard. So maybe you didn't need all that today, Amy, but there's probably a listener out there who was like, oh, okay. It makes sense now. Yeah. So, no, I know yeah. someone that needs that answer. So yeah. Good. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What else was on your list uh, of questions or anything else you want to go over? It's It's been a great episode and it, it's really good getting an update from you. I, I treasure times like this with our students who are on this journey of progress. And I just, yeah. I see future leadership potential. I know you've got a great job that you love and odds of you leaving it are slim, but yeah. maybe we could start to carve out some roles for you around here in some other way. I just, uh, I'd love your story. I'd love, you know, a single mom that's just killing it. Hero to me. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think we covered everything. Beautiful. Well, yeah. that's good. Well, it's great hanging out with you again today, Amy. I, I, yeah, I, like I said, I really, I really appreciated it. So I'll talk to the listeners here as we start to wrap this one up. Okay, great. And uh, just, hey, thank you for hanging out with Amy and I. This was one of those anonymous episodes, which is a good chance for me to remind you because of the nature of Amy's work, she asks, hey, no last names. This is audio only, please. And we're happy to honor that. And maybe that's you. You've got a great story to tell. You want to share some things you've learned from this community. We'd be happy to do the same thing with you. First name only, audio only, that kind of thing. We've had plenty of people, for example, that have said, hey, you know, if I don't, I really can't afford for my employer to find out how great my Amazon business is going because I'd be nervous for my job. All right, yeah, we can help you keep that anonymous. That's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but Amy's just another great member of our community doing great stuff. And she was happy to jump up and, and continue to share the, the story. So uh, hopefully you benefited in great ways. I enjoyed the time spent today. But keep this in mind. We have many other great episodes. If you're new to this community, man, I really encourage you, go listen to 10, 20, 30 episodes. These real people doing life, doing business, doing the things that we teach around here. We love providing this free service as a source of encouragement and inspiration. So hopefully that's what you received today. But from the entire team, from my incredible guest today, Amy, thank you. Appreciate you, Amy. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And from the whole team, the podcast team, everyone who puts these episodes together, God bless the business building warriors out there. We're so glad you joined us today and we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, before I let you go for the day, one last reminder about a great new sponsor of this program. They've got a great offer for us as well. I'm talking about SellerSnap. That's the repricer that can help you win the buy box more often by using artificial intelligence powered game theory technology in the buy box. So you've got a really smart robot helping you price your inventory to win more sales at a better margin. If you're not using a repricer yet, you probably should be if you're spending any time at all, any significant time at all, repricing your inventory, trying to win the buy box. A repricer can make a huge difference. Go check out the 20% off offer that's good for three months as a listener to this show at the website jimc.biz slash snap. Again, jimc.biz 
slash snap. Go check out Seller Snap and their special offer. The link is in the show notes too if you have trouble with it. Hey, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.